Spider-Man was directed by Sam Raimi and stars Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, Willem Dafoe, James Franco, Rosemary Harris, Cliff Robertson, and J.K. Simmons. Peter Parker's life changes when he's bitten by a genetically altered spider and gains superpowers. He uses his powers to help people and finds himself facing the Green Goblin, an evil maniac. Hey everyone, welcome back to another movie review here on Movie Morning, but today we're going to be swinging back 19 years to review the original Spider-Man movie, one of the most influential and important films in pretty much comic book movie history because kind of cut the path for all these modern, like this modern golden age of superhero movies. So I've always had a ton of respect on this respect for this movie, but I think that this Sam, this Spider-Man trilogy by Sam Raimi, I've never had, like out of any of the movies I've ever seen, my thoughts have never changed about a trilogy so much. And I think I do have to say that I did review this movie nearly two years ago, but I don't feel like I quite did this movie justice. My thoughts may not have changed, but I feel like I didn't, convey that as well to get that across as much as i think i wanted to and I, I really wanted to talk about it again so i'm re-reviewing it but i think that i also start off by saying that my most recent rewatch of this movie which was a couple days ago and i also rewatched spider-man 2 my most recent rewatch is probably the most i've enjoyed this movie in a really long time because i started off as a kid really really loving this movie but i kind of went through that phase where i wasn't really into this trilogy anymore but i think over the past couple years i've come come back around on this trilogy and i do genuinely really enjoy this movie but i don't hold it as high as a lot of people do and that's what you're gonna you that's what you're gonna hear about my thoughts in this review and also i have to say that this review will include spoilers because this movie has been out for a long time and it's a movie that i think most people have seen so i feel comfortable talking about spoilers so with all that said, with all that out of the way, let's get into talking about Spider-Man. So starting off with the review, I think we have to talk about Spider-Man himself first, Tobey Maguire. So I feel like what people, like everyone has different opinions on him. As for me, I'm not the biggest fan of him as Spider-Man. I think as Peter Parker and what Stan Lee originally wanted Peter Parker to be and what he conveys in the 60s comics, I think Tobey Maguire is nearly perfect in that role. It's not my favorite iteration of Peter Parker, but it is the most true that I think we've had, if I'm just talking about Peter Parker. But I'm really, really not a fan of him as Spider-Man, whether it's because of the quips he tells, which I think are really cheesy, especially, like, there's a few of them, which especially, like, when he, in the, during the boxing scene, which I think is, is really dated, and I really... Just didn't like how that scene came across, you know, what the quips he does in that in that scene. But as Peter Parker, again, I think he's good. But as Spider-Man, I just don't think he finds the balance between having responsibilities, being a superhero, and but still having fun and making quips to kind of, you know, play around while he's, you know, like, um, trying to save the city. But, of course, with Spider-Man, we also do get his origin in this movie. And his origin isn't something that I don't think... I think we're going to get explored too many times in movies because it's already been done twice. And out of the two times it's done, I think this is the one that I think shows it better because I really like Cliff Robertson's inclusion as Uncle Ben. I really like, like you know, the conversation they have in the car. That's a really iconic scene. I really like his portrayal of that character. And I love the way that he kind of he i love the way he dies and how that impacts spider-man one uh peter parker wanting to become 
Spider-Man. That aspect of the story works much better than the other iteration of his origin story in The Amazing Spider-Man. And that is for sure. But as for Tobey Maguire, like I said, I'm pretty mixed on his performance as Spider-Man. But I think this movie does a good portrayal of his origin story in becoming Spider-Man. And there's a few pretty fun sequences, even now, of him, you know, when he first gets his powers, which again, dated, yes, but I, was, I still do enjoy watching those scenes. And since we just talked about Tobey Maguire and Cliff Robertson, I'm going to get to talk about the rest of the cast and get that out of the way first. So obviously we have Kirsten Dunst as MJ. I think she's fine in this movie. I think I have a lot of... She doesn't... I don't think she's, she was the perfect choice for this character, especially in the later movies. But in this one, I think she does a fine job. And I think what they needed out of her in just in this movie, I think she was able to do. And then we also have a bunch of other characters, and it would kind of be silly of me to mention everyone because there's a, this is obviously a really big cast. But obviously we also have James Franco as Harry Osborn. And again, like also what I think with MJ, I feel like out of all three of the movies, this is the one that I think I, I buy into James Franco's performance the most. What they do with him a little later, I'll get into when I re- if I ever decide to re-review the other movies. But in this movie, I think he does. I, I think he does what the script needs him to do. Now, obviously, when, when they're on the cast, we have to talk about Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. And I think he, uh, on, this, on this viewing especially, he became one of my favorite live-action Spider-Man builds. As cheesy as yet, as, as silly as it is, I think that just from Willem Dafoe's performance, he's so charismatic, he's so weird, but I feel like if a Green Goblin, if like something like this were to happen, this is kind of how it would be portrayed. It would be like really... He would kind of be like a psycho, but also have this, like, he would try to remain, you know, human, whether it's, like, you know, the dinner sequence and all that. And I think I like the way Willem Dafoe plays it. And I think you can tell how much passion he had for this role and how much he put into it. And that's always what I really appreciate when watching a movie. When it comes to his costume as, in, as the Green Goblin, I'm not a fan, and I much prefer the original version they wanted. I believe they changed it to make it easier for Willem Dafoe to kind of do his own stunts. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that's, that's, what I, that's what I heard. But I still do think the original costume, that, that, that's what I think Green Goblin is. This one makes him look like just a Power Ranger, which I've never liked, which is, I, I know is like oversaid, but that's really what it looks like. But I would be remiss not to talk about my favorite character in this whole trilogy and one of my favorite side characters in a comic book movie ever. And he's not even a superhero or anything. It is J. Jonah Jameson, portrayed by the amazing J.K. Simmons. And every scene with him in this movie, which I feel like this one especially, because it's kind of your introduction to him, is so entertaining, so quotable. Every line he says in these movies, I feel like is in my head by this point. He is so good in this movie. There's not... There's not anything on this planet more entertaining than a scene with him because he's so loud and over the top, but it plays into the cheesiness of this movie and the direction of it so well. And I think all the scenes with him in it are my favorite scenes of the trilogy, and I think that says something, especially with the performance. And any time since I watched this movie for the very first time a long time ago now, whenever I've read a panel a comic book panel with J. Jonah Jameson in it, I can just hear J.K. Simmons yelling in my head. And I think 
that's when you can tell that a comic book movie performance has really transcended its medium. So that's how I think that, that's why I think that he's by far the standout character of this whole trilogy. But I've talked about the cast for quite a long time now, so let's get into the other really iconic part of this movie. One of those is definitely, definitely the score by Danny Elfman. I do really like it. It's not one of my favorite movie scores of all time or anything, but I do think it really fits in to this movie. And I do really like it. And definitely fits into a lot of the action sequences really well. So let's talk about the action. There's definitely some moments in here. I guess I should combine this with the special effects and, you know, the web swinging. There are some moments in here, especially you know, when Spider-Man is swinging with that mannequin, which that's one of the oddest scenes in this movie, that's for sure. But I think this one clearly has the weakest effects out of the three, but it was the first one, and they didn't know if this was going to be a hit. I mean, who am I kidding? It's Spider-Man, right? But you have to remember, this was made at an age where comic book movies weren't yet like what they are today. So anything which doesn't look too great in this movie, I, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with. But there are still a few really great action sequences that I do think stand out. And the main one, for me at least, is the final fight. I'm not talking about the scene where Peter's choosing between MJ and, you know, like the bus full of kids, I believe. That scene is very, very silly. And it's it's done in so many comic book movies where our heroes choose between two things to save and the villain's kind of holding both of them. It's done in a lot of movies. This movie does it too. But I'm not talking about that when I say that I love the action. It's the scene following that where they're in that kind of... Peter Parker is fighting just Norman Osborn. And what I love about it is it, it, it actually, I feel like for me, it's an impactful fight. You actually feel the punches... It's brutal, which is something I love about this fight scene. It's not afraid to go a little darker, which I think is something that maybe the rest of the trilogy, because it could have used a little bit more, but I absolutely love this fight scene because, and it's not, again, it's not like, it's not just, it hasn't been centered. It's a really, it's a brutal and realistic fight of how like a tired Spider-Man would take against this guy who's got, you know, obviously, he's the Green Goblin. So I love, I love this fight. And I love how, like, it's not a very safe fight in, like, how, you know, like, in terms of, you know, like, a movie fight scene. Like, it, it's got blood in it, and it just hits really hard, and I've always really, really liked that. And talking about Green Goblin and Spider-Man, I guess I should also get into something else I really like about this movie. And that is that I think that in terms of the pacing, or I guess more really the structuring, especially, like, the first half of this movie, I love that it kind of does this thing where... Peter does something and then it switches to Norman doing something, switches to Peter doing something and then back to Norman. And I think that shows how much Sam Raimi actually cared about trying to kind of implement the tone he loved from, you know, when he was reading comics, I'm assuming when he was younger, to now. Because that's just, it felt so, felt so much like a comic book to me. And I loved how he paced the, the first half of the story out. But I think absolutely, I think there are some aspects of this movie that I think could have been cut, especially some of the plot points with MJ, I think could have been saved for a later movie. I think they might have gone into it a little too much in this movie in terms of their relationship, especially trying to strain it down to with Harry Osborn. It just, some of the character moments I think could have been tightened or maybe cut down to be saved for a sequel because I think this movie's already got a lot it's got to do. Like, it's it's an origin story, but it's also got Spider-Man facing the Green Goblet, and that, I think, should be enough 
to carry this movie. And Peter's journey throughout it should be enough. But there's a lot in this movie that I just don't really enjoy watching. And it's some of the side characters, which I mentioned earlier, that I'm not really the biggest fan of. So that's really what a large chunk of the runtime of the movie that I'm, I don't enjoy. But I think for the most part, I do definitely enjoy this movie. However, obviously, this is a 19-year-old movie. And out of the movies that were released in the early 2000s, especially comic book movies, this isn't one that has really aged the best. Spider-Man 2, to me, I rewatched that just like a day ago. So, And I watched this movie a couple days ago. That movie, I think, holds up extremely well. Like, nearly, nearly like, it, it hold, it's, it's held up perfectly. This film, on the other hand, I think has dated and has very much dated in a lot of aspects, especially the dialogue and some of the cheesiness of the quips, which I talked about already earlier, but also just in kind of the tone of it. Like, there's so many moments which are so comical in these action scenes that just they they just don't allow me to take any of the fight scenes seriously, which I think becomes a problem when you get into the third act. And I really like that last section. What comes before it, I've always found so silly that I don't, it doesn't really fit quite well for me. And I think that's really how I feel about this movie. I feel like the tone of this movie, if it were tinkered with a little bit, I think I would like it way more. And I know a lot of people really buy into the fun of this movie and they're fully into how silly and cheesy and corny it is and they just and they just love it and I understand that for me personally with this movie I can't fully get into it but that's one massive issue I have with this movie but it's also in a movie that there's a lot of things which I really like which I already mentioned so overall well I guess before we get to my final thoughts let me say thank you for listening to this review as always make sure to share this review with your friends if you enjoyed And please consider following Movie Mornings to get updates and know whenever I post a new episode. So getting into my final thoughts on the original Spider-Man. It is absolutely a fun early 2000s superhero movie that is unfortunately dated a little more than I would have hoped. Tobey Maguire, I think, is fine in the role that he's put in. But the standout of this movie is by far J.K. Simmons' J. Jonah Jameson. But I also really like Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Green Goblin. Obviously, the score, the action, and all that is iconic. But for me personally, it's not in that upper echelon of comic book movies like, say, the sequel might be. Which, again, if I ever review Spider-Man 2 again, I'm going to surely get into why I feel that movie, I think, works a lot more. Especially all this time later. I'm going to give Spider-Man a B+. And with that said, I'm sure you've all already seen Spider-Man, so I don't think I really have to give you guys... A recommendation for this one so guys anyways like I already said thank you guys so much for listening I'll catch you all next time bye bye